Welcome to the Nottingham Clinical Research Bulletin from the Research and Innovation Team at Nottingham University Hospitals NHS Trust and the NIHR Nottingham Biomedical Research Centre. Each week we'll be bringing you a potted summary of clinical research and related stories from our researchers. You'll find a link in the show notes for information on pretty much every item. So here we go. Guidelines for using a standard anti-inflammatory steroid should be reviewed, say researchers from our gastrointestinal team. Their research, which has just been published in the Journal of Hepatology, shows methotrexate doesn't have the liver-damaging side effects most doctors thought it did. Changing the guidelines could mean millions of patients with conditions like rheumatoid arthritis and psoriasis could be prescribed the drug to help with their condition. There's a link in the show notes to our story on the BRC website and that also links to the original journal article. The BRAID study uses contrast-enhanced spectral mammography to identify women who have breasts that are more dense than usual. They're at a higher risk of developing cancer and it's harder to detect using normal methods, so the new method should mean improved treatment for them. And the studies also meant radiographic assistants have been trained in cannulation. Normally that needs a doctor, so having qualified assistant also helps make treatment more efficient for patients who aren't on the trial too. Consultant radiologist Dr Jonathan James explains. It requires training and uh, the staff who are involved in cannulation have to go on a course and they have to uh, have their competencies signed off. Um, but they've really embraced it and say it's had tremendous benefits from for, uh, delivering contrast anthropomography in the symptomatic service. And the staff have really enjoyed it as well, actually, and have you know, really benefited uh, and valued being given these extra skills. And there's a link to Dr. James talking more about the study in the show notes. Dementia researchers have found that increasing exercise for people with early stage dementia and other cognitive impairments doesn't necessarily help them deal with everyday tasks. 165 people from Nottingham, Lincoln, Derby, Oxford and Bath, each with a family member, were split into two groups, one with personalised extra support and one without for a year. The study showed no significant difference between the two groups, although they enjoyed taking part in the study. Here's a clip from their results video. It started with an individualised exercise and activity plan tailored to the person with dementia's goals. They were also encouraged to do the exercises on their own as well. The less intense intervention included between one and three sessions with a therapist to assess their falls risk and make recommendations. We found people who received praised for 12 months were not more able to do their daily activities than those on the less intense intervention. Last week was Tinnitus Awareness Week and it's an area our hearing researchers are focusing on, especially how hearing can affect people's mental health. A lot of people with hearing impairment are depressed or anxious because they can feel isolated and stressed. Our research is showing that a low level of electric current from electrodes on the scalp may be able to help with tinnitus and depression, though not anxiety. BRC hearing theme lead Derek Hoare explains. This is a, a fairly simple intervention. It's just simply two electrodes placed on the head, passing a very weak electrical current between those two electrodes. This Again, we've done a significant preparatory work um, for a trial on this particular intervention within the current BRC. So now we really need to take it to, to trial. 
And there's a link to that research in the show notes again. If you're an NUH consultant trying to carve out research time early on in your career, you can apply for a scheme run by the National Institute of Health and Social Care Research and the Medical Research Council to help. The Clinical Academic Research Partnership, also known by the acronym CARP, pays part of your research salary for three to five years and it can also help with project costs. At the Trust, we've currently got five CARP researchers. Here's one of them, cardiology consultant Dr. Shanaz Jamil Copley. The advantages are are limitless, uh, depending on obviously what the project is. Um, for me, it's been having an academic partner for the for the mentoring. Uh, it's having had the opportunity um, to actually concentrate, uh, lead, develop, and supervise my PhD fellow, so that we have been able to move as fast as as we have done uh, in the last year. Um, and that's just through the fact that uh, the MRC grant has paid for my research time out. If you want to find out more, contact the grants team in the Research and Innovation Department. Link in the show notes again. And we've also got an opportunity to join our world-class team of respiratory researchers as a professor or associate professor. The chair is at the University of Nottingham and the clinical work for the research will be at Nottingham University Hospital's NHS Trust. You can apply via the university's website and the closing date is February the 23rd. If you'd like to talk to someone before you apply, that person is Professor Simon Johnson, who is the BRC Respiratory Theme Lead. And again, there's a link in the show notes. And finally, two dates for your diaries. On March the 3rd, we're launching a partnership to identify research areas which will lower the risk for cirrhosis patients who need surgery. The partnership is across Leeds, Newcastle, Lincolnshire and Yorkshire and South Tees as well as Nottingham and it's going to identify the best research areas to study. It's going to involve looking at data and holding patient workshops and it's funded again by the National Institute of Health and Social Care Research. There's a link in the show notes and more information when we have it. And at the same session on March the 3rd, we'll also be talking about results from our latest study on liver disease and chronic alcoholism. That's a study called CLIFAD. And really, really finally, we're happy to announce that we'll be hosting the UK Clinical Research Facility Network Conference 2023, which is on July 6th and 7th. For once, no link in the show notes, but more information on that to come. And that's it for now. Thanks for listening. There are links for most of the items in the show notes and more information about research and innovation in general at Nottingham on the Nottingham University Hospital NHS Trust website, which is www.nuh.nhs.uk forward slash research and on the NIHR Nottingham Biomedical Research Centre website, which is nottinghambrc.ac.uk. Our email and social media links are there too. If you want to stay up to date with the Clinical Research Podcast, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google and wherever you normally get your podcasts. The more shows are rated and reviewed, the easier it is for search engines to find us. So if you can subscribe and rate and review us, you'll be doing it for science.